The following is the English translations of Pastor Mo and Wu on Book of Genesis chapters 1 to 2. Read the Bible every day so you will be full of faith. A new year, a new beginning. We are entering a new pace of Bible reading. We start with the book of Genesis chapter 1 to 2. Although in Genesis it tells us that about God's creation, it also shows a lot about God's love for us. His commitment to us also tells us a lot about his expectation. It teaches us about the establishment of marriage, also reveals our destiny in life, and eventually at the end of age that will be in the same glorious positions with God. First, let's take a look at chapter 1 in verse 1. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. There are actually two terms or nouns of beginning in the Bible that used to describe time. One refers to even before the heaven and earth are formed. Angels are already in existence. But because of Archangel Samuel, or Lucifer, wanted to be God's equal and fell from grace into pride, then corrupted an entire generation's default. That is why there is a second verse that the earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was, was hovering over the face of the waters. So we can pray to God. Lord, please give me a new beginning in my formless chaotic life. Create a new life in me today. God's name that I mentioned here is Elohim. It means God's faithfulness and mightiness. Faithfulness means he's very willing to help you. Mightiness means he has the capability to help you. Some people are willing to help you, but they don't have the capability or power to help. Some people have the capability to help you, but are not willing to help you. God is willing, faithful, and mighty to do it. This God who loves us is faithful and almighty, created a new beginning. In verse 2 to 3, you will see the three-in-one God of Trinity. First is, first is Elohim. Second is God's Spirit was hovering over the face of the waters. This is like describing the Holy Spirit hovering over all land. In verse 3, God said or spoke, let there be light, and there was light. So just in the first three verses of this book, you see the Trinity in it. There is Elohim, the Father, God's Spirit, and God's Word. So pray to the Lord in this new year. Reveal to me so I can know your faithfulness. Let me see your mightiness. Holy Spirit, please hover and cover over me. In your word, reveal to me and speak to my heart. From the beginning of the year, I will be filled with God's Spirit and Trinity. Now, there is a six days of creation begin with God saying, Let there be light. Light represents a separation. Separation of light and darkness. Separation of sky and land. Separations of water and sea. So, Lord, please let light to come into my life. Take me away from the dark side and formless chaos. Separate me from sickness and weakness and failures. So from verse 2 all the way to the sixth day, the land is complete. To verse 25, God continues to create so meticulously. God said, good, seven times. Until the sixth day after he created men, he said, very good. Lord, may my life be part of your 
order of sequence day by day, step by step in your plan. My life is not in formless chaos in a void, and I shall go through in life, not be mixed up. In this new year, I am in your order. I recognize your timeline. I want to live with your blessing, God. The word create or make in the English Bible is special. In the Bible, they always use in singular. That means it has nothing to do with anyone else except God, whether it's Greek mythology or Chinese ancient mythology or Egyptian mythology. All creations are different. Of course, if you want to know what are the differences in these six days of creations and any opposing view between science and theology, I encourage you to check out our new podcast. We'll dive deep into more discussion about the Bible's content. In these days here, only one mention of creation is in plural. When God said, "Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness," the word "make" or "create" is different from the other ones. Creation of the God of Trinity is so glorious, for He spoke and He came to be. He commanded it. And then he stood firm. All creatures are created in his plan of order, one by one. But only they, meaning all three, made mankind. They had a discussion. How precious and glorious is man? In verse 20, says the word "make" or "create" is in plural, because they, the three-in-one God, were personally involved in making men. How precious and glorious we are! You are precious. You were carefully created by God. You are made in His image, and you are loved. You are restored to receive His glory and image. All other creations is singular. Only this creation is plural. Meaning to make a declaration that in God's hands I am value, precious, and made in His glory. After God made the mankind, there are two verses that has two important spiritual principles we need to learn. First one is in verse 28. God said, "Be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it, rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground." God's first mission to us is to manage or to steward, co-rule with Him. This world started in Genesis until the end of time. Until the new heaven and earth, He wants us to rule with Him. So our purpose is to rule the world with Him. Verse twenty-nine says, "I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth, and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be your food." So the purpose of work and managing is not. To survive and seek food, our food is provided by God alone. Stewardship or management is working together with God. So in the new year, you must have a clear understanding of your work. Work is for us to live out the glory of God in His manifestation. We must have faith that He will provide us with the needs of life, so we don't compromise for five buckets of rice—a Chinese proverb. So we will not lose my preciousness and glory before God because of my work or job. And you can pray to God 
to bless like this. Let my work fill with your wisdom, your intelligence. I can manage my work in my family in all kinds of relationships. You can also pray to God to bless my finances, bless my daily need, and give us each day our daily bread, that you are the true provider, our Lord. So from verse 30 to chapter 2, in verse 3, the seventh day of creation completes. In chapter 2, verse 3, we speak of rest, God rests. It is not that he rests because he's tired, it means that he's satisfied, because men knows his place in, in, in the world he created. God is satisfied of this. Therefore, if we as men step into the destiny God has given us, if we step into the position God has measured for us, in the direction God has given us, then God's heart will be at rest. We ourselves need to be God's resting place. In this new year, we need to continue to seek him and ask, have I stepped into what you call me to do? Be fruitful and fill the earth, multiply and steward. I am the reason God is able to rest, and I so I can be rested. In chapter 2, verse 4, you may think is being repeated. This is the account of the heaven and earth when they were created, when God made the earth and heaven. From chapter 1, verse 1 to 3, speak of God's creation to prepare for mankind. And from chapter 2, uh, verse 4 to the end of the chapter, it specifically brings people out of God's it's God is saying that what I have prepared for them manifested all my love, destiny, and richness for them. So, it is not like it was repeated twice, but to further explain the responsibility of men to greater detail. In chapter 2, verse 3, it begins to say that we must obey God's word. And how do we understand what God's purpose for establishing marriage before there is world for culture or culture. In chapter 2, verse 5 to 15, it is said that the entire Garden of Eden is God's arrangement. There are four rivers, many precious stones of gold, but where are these four rivers now? We do not know, but we can assume that the two river basins are the beginning of world civilization. If you are well versed in the Bible, from book from books of prophets to the book of Revelation, the end of age is also going to be here. So God gave the best land to mankind from the very beginning. In this chapter, we begin to see the fall of men and sinning until the end of age. God wants to purify the land. He will restore Garden of Eden and return it to mankind. Therefore, we must have an understanding. For your residence in your life's destiny, even for the revival of the church and for the end of age, the Garden of Eden is our final destination. New Jerusalem is our final destination. God has given us the best. New Jerusalem also has 12 foundations that all kinds of gemstone, wonderful products and riches. So you can tell people that when Lord created the Garden of Eden, He want me to receive the fullness. I want to come into God's order and help bring me into the fullness of His glory and God's glory. From verse 16 to 17, the Lord commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. 
but when you eat from it, you will certainly die. It is mentioned here that God give us a great honor and authority, which is free will. We can decide how to eat and which not to eat. He give us free will to choose. But why can we eat the tree of knowledge of good and evil? The choice of free will. Do you want to choose to eat life? Choose to trust him, believe in him? Or do you want to make your own decision and let yourself to discern good from evil? And let you to take care of yourself and let you plan your own life? God gave us a choice at the beginning of creation. The gospel is inherently a choice, a life, good or evil. It's a choice. But God does not want to teach us how to just teach us how to discern. God wants us to learn is to choose life. I encourage you to make a prayer to pray to God. Lord, lead me to read your word every day. I want to eat the fruit of the life. It is a choice that you have given me. I want to use this choice to comply with your commitment. Come and save me from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Break away from people's self-conceited logical thinking. Break out of my own little box and frames. Help me bring me into the principle of the tree of life. Learn to obey. I want to learn to obey your for your dreams. I want to learn to eat, drink, and enjoy you always in this new year. Let us go well and rightly. We are very familiar with verses 18 to 25. Marriage was established by God before the whole society and culture and history. God wants to allow us to enter His deeper love through the establishment of marriage. Not only do we enjoy God's love for us as the Heavenly Father, God's Spirit hover over us, and God's words speak like a light penetrates our life and enter into the love of life. God also wants us to experience the beauty of loving marriage. Eventually, we'll become a new bride and fully be one with our Lord. In the creation of marriage, a very familiar part is that he asks Adam to name all the animals. God names all the suns, moon, stars, heaven and earth, and all things, vegetables and fruits. But he gave the naming of animal to Adam. This is how Adam learned to rule with God. But God had no one to help him in these things, so he took a bone from Adam's ribs and made it Eve. In fact. A better translation in Bible is not "I want to create him a spouse to help him," but I want to create a helper to be his spouse. So this helper has a very special meaning in Hebrew. It means a capable one. So it's definitely not that women are a step lower than men. It is because it's not good for men to be alone while working. God wants to find a very capable person as his spouse. The capable person's life mission is to be a helper, to help Adam understand God's destiny and responsibility for men to manage the entire land. So marriage is not just two people trying to continue the family line, or just two people falling in love with each other. Marriage is to fulfill the will of God and to restore. If you are someone who is not yet married, then pray for your marriage. Lord, help me in this new year. I offer myself to you. Let me meet the right person, and let me be the right person too. Sisters, pray to God. 
Lord, let me be a very capable helper. Lead me to a spouse you have prepared for me. Brothers, you need to ask yourself, are you a hard worker? Why did God brought Eve to Adam? Because he works, and it is not good to be alone. So he is responsible and willing to carry and respond to God. Therefore, brothers, we must become men who respond to God's calling and will. And God will arrange your spouse for you. If you are already married in this new year, you also should pray for your marriage. God, bless us. Bless us both. We'll always respond to your will. Pray to God to lead us in 2024. Our marriage will be fruitful, multiply, and fill and rule the earth. Our marriage will always be aligned with God's will. May God bless us greatly.